0: him a little but if you expect him to perform the impossible give him high praise give him the highest praise give him great praise i feel it right now i feel it right now oh hallelujah 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 Hallelujah! would you just lift your hands for a moment I want you to focus on the Lord and I want you to focus on his presence I want you to let his presence envelop your spirit let it envelop your mind Father cover this place I pray Lord that you would walk up and down the aisles of this building Looking for faith When the Lord returns Will he find faith in the earth I pray that you'd find faith in this house today I pray Lord that it would be Beyond just just a word on the sign outside But that it would be in the heart Of every believer in this place Every person in this place I pray that somebody has come With great, with great faith With great faith Praise God. I just want to read one verse of scripture to you this morning, with you this morning. I'm glad to be back in town. And I appreciate everyone who contributed to Thursday night's service and those of you that were faithful and here and um, did not get a chance to hear the message that was preached by our student pastor Thursday night but I heard it was powerful and I'm thankful I'm thankful for great ministry around here and I'm I'm thankful for godly men that can preach with great anointing and authority and power Luke chapter 9 and verse 2 and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. I don't, I don't think it gets any more simplistic than that. I want to preach to you this morning from the subject, a double cure for a double curse amen the Lord has the answer this morning the Lord has the answer this morning amen we, we've prayed and, and all of that but I, I want you to just believe that the Lord is going to do something very powerful in, in your life in your life today in your life today I'm preaching to everybody in the house, how many of you have a need of some kind? You have a need, it could be financial, emotional, spiritual, physical, relational. Okay, put your hands down. So, nearly everybody, probably everybody. How many of you need a healing in your body? You need a healing in your body. How many of you need it today? How many of you need it today? I saw a few hands down go down when I said that. When I said, "How many of you need it today?" Because if you don't need it today, it won't happen today. If you if you don't believe it today, it won't happen today. You can you can keep it if you want. You can have it. The Lord will let you have it. He's going to let you keep it. Hey, raise your hand again if you need a healing today. All right. How many of you are uh, as a result of whatever? The affliction is, or the problem is, the disease is. How many of you are um, in chronic pain? It it, it may come and go, but it's pretty consistent. Uh, Nobody. Okay. Okay. Got a few. How many of you in pain right now? Okay. All right. Got a few. Got about six or seven out there. And, um, if we believe now now let me say this before i let you be seated just for those of you that don't know and for those of you that need a refresher course and for those of you that have made it more complicated than this faith has nothing to do with the flesh it has nothing to do with the flesh and it has nothing to do with emotion it has nothing to do with thought The soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. The mind. Faith has nothing to do with thought. I know the Bible talks about the mind of Christ. But faith has nothing to do with emotion. You can cry. You can jump up down. You can stand still. It has nothing. Faith has nothing to do with emotion. Now, it can, I suppose create an emotional response but it does not need an emotional response it is an element of the spirit it's an element of the spirit now for those of you who came for a sermon this morning you're going to be sadly disappointed we, we need God's power in this world in this time in this age so desperately we've got to have it We've got to have it. The world has nothing like what we have. And they're doing their thing, and the church has got to let God be God. We need God needs people to believe him for the impossible. Okay. So with your needs and with your faith intact, you may be seated. It's, um, it's, it's pretty easy to understand when the Lord gives instructions the way that he did. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. That's pretty simple. And so they did. They went and they heralded the gospel. And they healed the sick as they were told to do. In the Living Bible, in Luke chapter 9 and verse, verses 1 through 5, one day Jesus called together his 12 apostles and gave them authority over all demons. Power to cast them out and to heal all diseases. He gave them Authority over all demons. You need to understand that through the name of Jesus and through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have authority over all demons. This talk of, you know, well, the devil's had me on the run and the devil's had me afraid and the devil's been tormenting. I I get it. I get it. That stuff is real. And if you think it's not real, then you've never experienced it. But he's given us authority over all demons. All demons. And he's given us power to cast them out. And yes, people are still today having demons cast out of them. Demon-possessed people don't need a counselor. They don't need a therapist. They don't, they don't need a pill to pop. They need to be set free from demonic spirits. And to heal all diseases. all And to heal all diseases. Every one of them. Then he sent them away to tell everyone about the coming of the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. That was our text. Don't even take along a walking stick, he instructed them, nor a beggar's bag, nor food, nor money, not even an extra coat. Be a guest in only one home at each village. If the people of a town won't listen to you when you enter it, turn around and leave, demonstrating God's anger against it by shaking its dust from your feet. As you go, why did Jesus tell them to go empty-handed? The answer, I suppose this morning would be to trust to trust him and to walk in faith and to trust that He is going to take care of them and he's going to supply their every need. But also because more than likely they were already possessing the five items that they would need for this spiritual ministry that they were to embark upon by the commission of Christ and by the command of Jesus and realizing that in him he is our treasure, he is our strength, he is our living bread, he is our provider, and he is our righteousness. We believe that we need so many things to prop us up. We have to to obtain. We have to lay hold on things. We have to get things to help us through life. But if we are fulfilling the call and the commission and the commandment of Christ, the Lord is going to supply every one of those things as a counterpart to the ministry that he's called us to, to carry out. There was a common custom among the children of Israel that after they had traveled to heathen territory, the Jews Jews would shake the dust off of their sandals and off their clothes before re-entering the Holy Land. They were afraid that otherwise in their own country, somehow Levitically clean, they would render something mainly themselves to be unclean. And so having come from afar, they would shake the dust off their clothes and their sandals to ensure that there would be no residue of anything that was not holy and not godly as they came back into the Holy Land. And so Jesus refers to this custom when he tells them to shake the dust off Of their clothes and off of their sandals. If they will not receive what you've come to preach. And they refuse to be healed. I want you to shake it off of you. Because I don't want you pulling that back in. And contaminating other people and other things. And your own life. I don't want any kind of heathen residue. On your faith. I don't want anything attached to your faith. That would make you believe that I'm not the same God And that, that, that I did not do it And that, that I did not send you And that the message you preach You're preaching is not the message of the kingdom of God The kingdom of God includes everything Now if this is too simple for you I'm, I'm sorry it doesn't really get complicate, more complicated than this The kingdom of God contains everything that we need Now, I'm going to just debunk here for just a second. I'm not going to get all excited about this candy stick or whatever. But people need to hush about God not healing everybody. If he doesn't heal, it's a faith problem, not a will problem. It's not because it wasn't his will. It was because there's a faith problem. I don't believe that exactly. It's a faith problem. It is the will of God for every person to be healed in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus. Now I I can tell I got my work cut out because y'all heard all this and you know all this. and I've been prayed for 72 times and God hasn't done it yet. He hasn't done it yet. But when you're convinced that it is the will of God for you to be healed. When you stop telling everybody that God's using your sickness to bring others to Christ, which is a lie. And when you stop telling people that it, it just doesn't work for me, it works for everybody else. And 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 whatever else excuse that that we use. Well, it's. It's, not, it's just not my will, this is my cross to bear. That's why you keep popping prescription meds. Because it's not his will for you to feel better. It's, it's not his will for you to be better, but that's why you keep going to the doctor to get better. So you're going against the will of God, apparently. It's not his will for you to get better, but you're trying to get better anyway, even though it's not his will for you to get better. We, we trust in the doctor because we don't trust in him. We trust in medicine because we don't have enough faith to believe in the blood. Boy, it's quiet in here. Isaiah 53. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. That's not a percentage. That's a fact. That's reality. By his stripes, we are healed. Healed. Everybody say this with me. I am, I am healed. healed. I am healed. I am healed. Not I will be healed. I am healed. Yes, By his stripes, I am healed. Say it again. I am, I am healed. healed. I'm just trying to help you to say those words because you've been saying, I am sick for a long time. So I want you to say, I am healed we're going to say it again i am, I am, healed. Healed. I am healed i am healed when yeah. this morning no back at calvary i am healed now Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 said that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, this is in the New Testament just in case you think the Old Testament is extinct and that it's irrelevant. It was quoted here in Matthew chapter 8 saying himself, look at the wording here, took our infirmities and bore Or bear our sicknesses. He took them. Now if you want to keep them, you can keep them, but Christ took them. Boy it is so quiet here. All right, good. But I want to make sure you're also believing the mindset. the mindset now now a lot of you know this but but some of you don't when you when you were grafted into the true vine when you were filled with the holy ghost when you were baptized in the name of Jesus you were born into the kingdom of god you were born into the kingdom of heaven except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven john 3 and 5 except a man be Born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. When he's born of the water and the spirit, he enters into the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. That is not a future tense thing. That's a fact. You are being pulled out of heathenism into righteousness and out of ungodliness into godliness and out of unholiness into holiness, You're being pulled into the kingdom of God. Now he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. It's not two separate things. It's the same thing. The sin problem created the sickness problem. Without the sin problem, there was no sickness problem. So when the cure for the sin problem came the cure for the sickness problem came. So if the Lord forgives every sin, He heals every sickness. If He wants to save everybody, it's not His will that any should perish. It's not His will that any should be sick. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord and give Him praise. 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bore our sins, bore our sins in his own body on the tree. How many of you believe that the Lord bore your sins in his own body, in his own body? We talk about the blood, but let's talk about the body. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. He felt every bit of pain on the cross and that the Bible said it pleased the father to bruise him for he hath hath put him to grief. He bore our sins. He took our infirmities and he on his own body on on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And Isaiah it says you are healed. Here it says you were healed. Now, if if he bore them, then you need not bear them. I'm trying to preach through all your symptoms this morning. I'm trying to preach through all your doctors' reports. I'm I'm treating I'm trying to preach past all those orange bottles you have in the cabinet all the lies that the doctors have told you well we, we need doctors yes they're great for unbelievers but the great physician doesn't charge anything because he already paid the whole price he's paid the price now if you want to continue to worry about, about whether your insurance is going to cover it and deductibles and co-pays and all that kind of stuff I got insurance because the law says I have to have it, okay? And I got insurance for other reasons, but, but it's not because I, I want to use it, and it's not because I rely on it. I, I'm, not, I'm not reliant upon that. And the reason that we don't have more miracles, people ask me, why don't we see more miracles in the church today? There are several reasons for that. Number one, we got too much division in the body of Christ people that do not discern the Lord's body. He said, because you don't discern the Lord's body, many are sick and many sleep. That means many die prematurely because we don't discern the Lord's body. The other reason is because we don't believe. We have people people all over the apostolic movement and all all over the world of Christianity that will tell you That the Lord does not heal every time. Well, what about Paul's thorn in the flesh? What about it? What about it? Well, Paul said, I would rather glory in my infirmities. Yes, look up the word infirmities. And then look at the context of where Paul says that in the Scripture. He's not talking about sickness. He's talking about weakness. He's talking about the weakness of his human frailty. And last time I checked, the thorn, the scripture told us exactly what the thorn is. It was a messenger of Satan to buffet him because of the abundance of revelations, lest he should be exalted above measure. God does not keep you sick lest you be exalted above measure. And sickness is not a test. It's not a test. God doesn't die for our sin and die for our infirmities and then tell you, I'm going to test you. Does he test you with sin? No, he doesn't test you with sin. He doesn't test you with sickness either. We have false ideologies and false concepts that have kept us to believe. As long as there is an ounce of doubt, there is not enough faith. Now, I know, I know I'm boring a lot of y'all with material you already know. And these, these, are, these, are, these are new scriptures that I, that I pulled together yesterday. This is not, this is not an old sermon that I, I said, well, I've been out of town. I'll just pull an old one out and re-preach it. That's not what this is. The Lord told me he wanted to heal some people in this place here today and tonight. He wants to do it. Now, if we remain sick, the sufferings of Jesus were in vain. Just like if we continued in uh, in sin, the scripture says that we have crucified the Son of God afresh. And if we remain sick, His sufferings were in vain. Every sin will be blotted out and every pain and sickness and disease will vanish. It will because the blood restored what the Lord gave to Adam and Eve in the garden. Imagine, imagine the Lord creating male and female, putting them in the garden of Eden and saying, now I've given you paradise. But paradise includes the fact that you might get cancer, you may end up with diabetes, you, you may end up with you know, uh, mental issues, you might end up with, with this and arthritis and all that kind of stuff. But I put you in paradise. Paradise, but you might have to limp your way through it. You might end up with a thorn in your flesh in paradise. But a double curse came upon humanity. Sin and sickness. And so Christ brought the double cure for the double curse when he redeemed us from our sin and healed us from our sickness. Now, I have said this many times in the past, but it is my belief that really sinners, when they're baptized in Jesus' name, not only should they have every sin washed away, which they do, we baptize them in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin, but they should also have every sickness in their body from the top of their head down through the sole of their feet healed the moment they get baptized. If we really believe that the new covenant is the new covenant and it is a contractual agreement between God and us, It's not between us and God. It's between God and us. He made the covenant. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Now, this is what what the Lord told the children of Israel. He said, "If if you'll keep my commandments, my precepts, my statutes. He said, if you'll just follow my instructions then I'll make sure that none of the diseases of Egypt get put on you. None of them. For I'm the Lord that healeth thee. He professed himself as Jehovah Rapha. Now, I don't have time to preach on the seven compound names of Jehovah. But they all represent Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Rohe, and all that kind of stuff. Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Jireh. All of those seven compound names of Jehovah are the seven things that Christ provided for us when he died for us. And it's all encompassing in the name of Jesus Christ. It's, he's been given a name that's above every name. And it includes peace and healing and righteousness and all these kind of things. And provision. All seven of those things belong to us. Now, God was very specific. He said, if you disobey me, then I, I will make sure that diseases come on your body because, because you've disobeyed me. And, and this is the list that he gave. And some of them are in more modern English terms, but consumption and fever and inflammation and uh, extreme burning and botch and emrods or hemorrhoids and scab, the itch, the madness or insanity, blindness, astonishment of heart, which is known today as a nervous breakdown. And then... After that list of things that he said would come on those that were disobedient, he said, every sickness and every plague I will bring upon you. Every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. That's that's the curse of disobedience right there. Now, the cure has to be the exact opposite, and it was the exact opposite. I believe it's in Deuteronomy 24. I don't have time to go there, but the cure is there. He tells him, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, what if if he said, I'm the Lord that healeth you every once in a while? I'm the Lord that healeth thee when the doctor can't heal you. I'm the Lord that healeth thee when your insurance expires. Or when you can't afford the deductible or you can't afford the prescription pills. I'm the Lord that healeth you then. I'm the one that that heals you, uh, when, you know, when you've know when got this certain disease or this certain sickness. But I won't take care of those. But that's the way the human mind thinks. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. I'm not on social media the, anymore because I couldn't handle it anymore. Because of the idiotic statements that are made by Christians The sinners don't bother me. It's the Christians that are screwing up the Bible and messing with people's faith and calling themselves Facebook prophets when they wouldn't know a word from the Lord if it jumped up and bit them on the nose. I couldn't handle it anymore. And so God freed me from all of that because the book is the book. Anyone that tells you it's not the will of God for you to be healed every time is a liar. They're lying. The book says that he is our healer. How can you have faith in an inconsistent God? How can you have faith in a God that is not faithful? How in the world can you believe a God that tells you, I promise you I will heal your body, but only does it every once in a while? Or he does it for the specials. You can be seated. He does it for the special ones. Well, they've been better than I have. Well, they fasted more than I did. They read their Bible more. Well, they've been in church longer. Well, they belong to a different family. Well, they're in ministry. And the reason that we believe this way as human beings and as the body of Christ is the very reason why we struggled so much with COVID-19. And it's why some now, even preachers, are getting the vaccine. Because they're afraid. Now, all of them didn't get it for that reason. But I know some that did. I know some that got the vaccine because they said, I ain't getting that again. Boy, it's quiet in here. So if the next plague is worse... Because plagues come on the world because of unrighteousness and because of disobedience. It's the curse of sin. <laughs> it, it didn't just happen. Well, they created in a lab? They might have. But somewhere in all the mix of that, it was because of the curse of sin. Sickness does not exist without sin in the world. And where sin abounds, I know grace does much more abound, but so does sickness. I would absolutely feel like I could never hold a microphone and stand behind another pulpit if I got the vaccine because I was afraid of COVID. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Now the reason we're going down this direction is because they're already talking about another, another strain of it. And And Nevada's already already talking about bringing back the mask mandate. I just came from there. And there's some that would love to have another shutdown. But I'm just telling you, the Bible told us that before the coming of the Lord, things are going to get really, really bad. And I know there's a lot of people that believe the church is going to be gone before it gets really, really bad. Well, how much more bad does it have to get for you to realize that we are in the last days and the church is still here? How much worse does it have to get? Well, it ain't that bad now. No, it's not as bad as it was last year. But what happens with the next plague? The church has got to get back to believing that Christ died for our sins and for our sicknesses. We have nothing to fear. Oh, come on, why don't you praise him again? Come on, why don't you praise him? Now, stay with me. Stay with me. It was a curse. It was a curse. Disobedience to the law brought a curse, disobedience to God brought a curse. But there was a cure, Galatians 3 and 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. He redeemed us from the curse. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be lectured again by well-meaning people. That, that we should be afraid of COVID because apostolic people are getting COVID. I, I'm not anybody's judge. And I know we had people in here that got it. But the two that we lost, we lost them in the hospital on a ventilator. And one of them didn't even need to go on the ventilator. And probably the other one didn't need to go on the ventilator. So I'm not trying to dig in people's wounds here today. I'm trying to help us because this is not the end of it. Now, it may take another 10 years. It may take another 20 years. But the spirit of Antichrist is going to do to this world what God allows him to do. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. At some point, God pulls his hand back and lets the God of this world do what he wants to do to this world. But that doesn't mean the church stops being the church. We are the church triumphant. We are powerful, and we have a message, and we have been called to preach the kingdom of God. We've been called to preach the kingdom of God, and we've been called to heal the sick. We've been called to heal the sick. Now, in order to receive a miracle, you must claim the promises of God. You must believe the promises of God. You must stand firmly upon them, refusing to believe any argument that the devil may bring against the promises of God. These arguments about the lack of healing in the body of Christ is an argument against the promise of God, a God that cannot lie, where all the promises of God are in Him, yea, and in Him, amen. We can't sit here and argue statistics with God. That's called practicing medicine. Statistics are practicing medicine. You have a 65% survival rate. Anybody ever heard that before? There's a 32% chance you'll get better. You know how they're basing that? They're basing that on how other people responded. Well, I don't want my cure to be based on a sinner's cure. I don't want the outcome of what's going to happen in my life based on what some junkyard dog did out there with their life, smoking and talking and drinking and all partying and all that kind of stuff, and they didn't get better and died. No, no. God redeemed me from that. Jesus redeemed me from that. He pulled me out of that curse. I'm not going to live under the curse. I'm not going to live under the curse anymore. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Now, Matthew chapter 11, verse 20. Then began he to abrade the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done. Because they repented not. He did mighty works among them but it did not bring repentance. And he said, Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell for if the mighty works which have been done in thee have been done in Sodom it would have remained unto this day but i say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you that is a swift swift rebuke the church And when I say the church, I'm talking about globally, not greater faith. The church has come too far to start using secular language in a time of crisis. I'm sorry, I'm a preacher of the kingdom, I'm not a preacher of medicine, I'm not a preacher of psychology. I, I'm not up here trying to philosophize. I'm not up here trying to blend the world blend the world and the church. I, I'm here to preach the kingdom of God. And according to the kingdom of God, a counselor is not going to fix it. A doctor is not going to fix it. The vaccine is not going to fix it. The things of this world are not going to fix it. In a time of crisis, we've got to go to the word of God, not to see an end and NBC, and MSNBC, and Fox News, not to the pundits, not to the idiots. No, we've got to go back to the word of God and the promises of God and say, I claim this promise right here. I'm a child of God. I've been redeemed from the curse. I'm a part of the covenant. It doesn't matter what comes against this world. I trust in the promises of God because they are in him. Yea, and in him. Amen. Now the scripture, the scripture tells us in Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're serving the same God, except we have greater promises and a better covenant than they did in the Old Testament. Now, if you'll just read your Bible, it's not rocket science. Just read your Bible Here's my law to Israel. This is what he said in the Old Testament. Here's the law. 600, whatever it is, 611 commandments or precepts, statutes in the law. If You keep these, I'll put none of the sicknesses upon you that I put upon the Egyptians because I am the Lord that healeth thee. I'm going to give you health. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm going to cause your way to prosper. I am I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. I'm going to be your husband. You're going to be my wife. You are a peculiar treasure unto me like no other nation on earth. Is what he told Israel. Keep this covenant. This is a contract. Keep the covenant, and I'll give you health and long life. And the end of your days I will fulfill. I will fulfill all of your days. Okay? Well, there's a lot of stuff we can't explain. <laughs> you can't explain it, but the Word can explain it. The Word is black and white. The Word doesn't have all these special clauses and caveats and whatever. He just says, here's, my, here's the Word, walk ye in it. I'm going to be your God. Do you know what a God is? A God is the one that takes care of the things that you can't take care of. Isn't that a God? Even heathen nations believe that. Pagan nations worship whatever they call their God because they believe that that God for that given situation handled this situation. So now it's a God. So they have all these gods for all these different situations because That's what a God does. A God handles what you cannot handle. So he said, I'm going to be your God, and you're going to be my people. It's pretty simple. And when you get to Hebrews, and he said, if the blood of bulls and goats can do what it did for the people of Israel in the Old Testament, how much more shall the blood of Jesus? The whole book of Hebrews Is about the superiority of the ministry and the priesthood of Christ. We have an eternal mediator. He's the high priest and the lamb. He he is is our everything. And he is compassionate. How many of you know God is love? God is love? Boy, if we really knew how much he loved us. If we really knew how much God was going, please, please, just let... I bore your arthritis 2,000 years ago. Please just let please just let go of it please let me have it. well I did let go of it but it but it came back no it didn't the devil told you it came back well I didn't hear no devil yes you did he sounded like a symptom i I, I bore i bore. well if I'm not out of pain what what good is it <laughs> When the Lord heals you, he heals you. When he heals you, he heals you. Period. It's done, and you have to believe that. He is such a compassionate, he's such a compassionate God. You know, you know what I really think we're afraid of? We're afraid of dying. I nobody wants to die. I don't want to die. I I'd rather live to this afternoon and get me six more chicken wings and some fries. But but if I don't make it to then, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, yeah, I get it. There's, there's that fear of the unknown. Nobody wants to sit around and, you know, the doctor, look at you and say, you're terminal, you're gone in six weeks. I don't think anyone wants to get excited about that. Woo man. Hallelujah praise God get to leave my family behind get to leave the church behind get to leave everything behind all this stuff in this world whatever I don't think anybody gets excited about that okay so I'm not dumb but to be so afraid of death that you're, doing, you're willing to do whatever you've got to do even if it violates this book to keep breathing I hope God can get us past that point. Panic is is not of God. Fear is not of God. Doubt is not of God. Unbelief is not of God. Carnality is not of God. And we are measuring what God can do and what He will do for us based on what we can and will do for Him. Well, I know I haven't been the best... So he's probably not the best either. No, he is great and greatly to be praised. There is nobody like our God. There's nobody like him. There's nobody like him. And so this morning, right here, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, saving his own country, among his own kindred. Boy, don't I know it. We judge each other so harshly. We see each other's faults and failures, and we we put them on God. Well, I don't want them laying hands on me. Well, I get it, you know, if they're an alcoholic. I get it if they got major sin in their life. But if they're a saint of God and they're sincere, they're anointed They've got the Holy Ghost. They're baptized in Jesus' name. And you know there's a sincere measure of faith. Pray for me. Pray for me. I need a healing in my body this morning. I need a healing in my body this morning. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. And so you've got to to imagine in your mind right now if Jesus Christ was standing in bodily form in this place. And I came toward him, and I pressed through the crowd, and I said, Jesus, have mercy on me, thou son of David. Would Jesus ignore you, or would virtue go out of him? Or would he speak the word only so that your servant could be healed? Or would he pray for you as you stand to your feet? This is not an altar call this morning this is an opportunity for you to receive your healing now don't forget the lesson of Nazareth he could there do no mighty work because of their unbelief he could there do no mighty work because of their unbelief now I'm going to say something that will probably get me in trouble but I but I can't I have to say it I can't I can't help you you're you're either going to trust in medicine or you're going to trust in the blood. It's an either or thing. You're not uh, somebody going through chemotherapy where the Lord healed me. He absolutely didn't heal you. He sure did not. The chemotherapy did that. That's what you trusted in. Well, we were praying the whole time. Yes, your faith was so high that you trusted in chemotherapy it's an either or thing either we trust in God or we trust in medicine either we trust in God or we trust in medicine and you have to choose well what if I let go of my medicine and God didn't heal me exactly as long as that question mark is there that's unbelief that's unbelief Now, I I know this is going to get me in a lot of trouble right now. We're live streaming. I know this. But I'm preaching the kingdom of God. Do you think that the early apostles went from house to house and said, okay, if you receive us, we're going to heal your sick. But if we can't heal your sick, we're going to recommend a good physician for you. Well, they didn't have good doctors back then. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Luke was a physician. Not like the ones we have today. Not with all the demonic stuff we got going on today. With medicine that puts you out of your mind to where you can't even think straight. You're hallucinating. You're seeing demons in the room. That kind of stuff. That's demonic. That's pharmacia. That's witchcraft. That's where we get the word pharmacy. I'm preaching here on a Sunday morning. That God gave us a double cure for a double curse. Either we're going to live in the cure or we're going to live in the curse. The anointing of the Lord is in this place right now. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to lift your hands in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on. I can't make there be faith in the house. All I can do is preach the word. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Either you believe the word of God or you don't believe the word of God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I pray that you would move on every believer here this morning, every child of God in this place. Lord, I pray against the spirit that resists this word here this morning. I pray against every demonic spirit that, we, that resist this, this word here this morning. In the name of the Lord, every devil, every bit of unbelief, I run you out of the building right now. I command every form of doubt. I, I command every bit of unbelief, every bit of carnality to be suffocated and pushed out by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I release the anointing that destroys the yoke, oh God, right now. In Jesus' name, oh God, I release the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I release the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now in this place. I need you to pray with me. You're either going to believe or you're not going to believe. I'm not going to pray for unbelievers. In the name of the Lord God, I pray for every false concept. Every lie that the enemy has put in the mouth of people. Oh, Lord God, and in the mind of people, every false prophet that has twisted the word of God to make it be what it's not. In the name of the Lord God, I pray that you will return us to the feet of Calvary and help us, Lord, to get a vision of who you are. In the name of Almighty God, let there be a visitation of the Holy Ghost in this place. Oh God, come on, pray with me. Come on, pray with me. I'm not in a hurry. If you gotta go, you can go. We got we got two exits in the backs so you can use. Oh, la 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 Ra la la Come on, I, I need some apostolic prayer warriors here this morning. Right now, I'm not even praying for the sick. I'm just trying to get the unbelief out of the building. In the name of Jesus, oh God. I curse every spirit of the enemy right now. God, every vain philosophy that's drifting through the body of Christ, false prophets and false teachers among us. Oh, Rebekah, the andalabasatai. That add clauses to the word of God that you didn't add. That put caveats there that are not there, God. We are saved. We are healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the new covenant. That is the message of the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord. We curse everything that's not of God. Messiah, I'm going to ask you, please don't look around. Please don't look around. Please don't look around. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to speak the word of God. I want you to speak the word of God. in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh God I need somebody to pray in the spirit here I need us to praise right now pray right now until everything that's not of God is run out of this building every false concept every question mark every bit of doubt In the name of Jesus, oh God, we push it. We push it out of this building right now. We curse it in the name of Jesus, oh God. That's it. That's it. Come on, some of you are tapping in right now. I need you that are spiritual to tap in to get rid of all this heavy flesh in this place. Come on, come on Come on, push with me right now Push with me right now We're just trying to get the flesh lifted off of you So that the Spirit of the Lord can move I feel the prophetic anointing coming in this place right now. I feel it coming in this place right now. I feel the angels of the Lord coming in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God, you'll do it in Africa. I pray you do it here today. You'll do it in Ethiopia. I pray you do it here today. You'll do it in Malawi. I pray that you do it here today. You do it in the Philippines. I pray that you would do it here. Today in the name of Jesus, the problem is not with you, Lord. It's with our faith. Come on, I feel it. I feel it right now. I'm waiting on the Lord. I feel it in this place right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, oh God. Forgive us for our unbelief, God. Forgive us for our doubt. Would you begin to pray that right now? We repent, Lord Jesus. We repent, Lord God. Maya shat alalalabakata yando bohor bekiti la bohor manda la mahaya. Oh, we repent, we repent, we repent. God, forgive us, O oh Lord, God of our iniquity. Forgive us of our unbelief. Shaleke yamba yatta yando bohor bekiti yandola bakhata yando bohor manda le In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That's it, that's it, that's it. If you don't have enough of a burden for your own condition, why don't you speak the name of somebody else and pray for their condition right now? Why don't you get a burden for their condition? The Bible said, pray one for another that you may be healed. In the name of Jesus, say the bohonda, the boseya, kaya the boseya. O rebekia, mayata and the boseya, arad the rebekia and la mahara, bo sotore, rebekia. bacata ala vakata, the bohoso tolo Shelbeia bakata sholobo horre mandele besete arre mandele bohorre besete lebekeya ma arre besete keya bo rebasatay ondo lobo seya. I feel that certain anointing coming in here. I feel it. I want you to respond to it. If you don't want to respond to it, you don't have to. You don't have to stay here either. Shikay ondo lobo, shike anala bohbo re, shike ondo lobo seya. Oh, God, you're righteous. You are righteous and we're not. You're holy and we're not. You're pure and we're not, God. Oh, Rebesea. You're sovereign and we're not. We depend on you, Lord Jesus. We are not independent of you today. We are dependent on you. In the name of the Lord, 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 Halaba Candabo Rebeke under the Mahaya. Yea, Baraya Torebesea. A rendelibia Barabekea Moribesea. A rendelibosea, Baretea Barandelibosea. Aremma Mamma Torebeseke and Yeah, come on. We're not working it up. We're trying to position ourselves. We're trying to get our faith to the point where the Lord can do something in this place in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that you would uncover our faith uncover our faith Lord God we've got so many stupid ideas we've heard so many stupid comments Lord come from pulpits that are not true they're not the word of God in the name of Jesus oh God oh God yeah come on here comes another wave the Holy Ghost is trying to lift your heavy burden right now oh hallelujah come on you you got to get your yoke off of you and take his yoke he sent them to preach the kingdom of god and to heal the sick whoa come on that's it that's it that's it come on that's it right now something is moving here right now yeah! Woo! Sataya Talabosea. You're a little bit of a kia. Randalabosea. You're a Come on, come on, come on, come on. I take authority right now. I take authority right now over every sickness over every infirmity, over every form of dysfunction in your DNA. I bind every generational curse. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of infirmity. I need somebody to help me right now. I bind the spirit of infirmity. I plead the blood of Jesus against every infirmity in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, greater faith. Come on, greater faith. We gotta keep being who we are. Come on, get your eyes off people and get your eyes on the Lord. Quit worrying about people. Quit worrying about what the doctor said. in the name of Jesus oh God in the name of Jesus oh God I command you to be healed now in the name of Jesus I command it to be done in the name of Jesus head to toe don't look pray don't look pray don't look pray In the name of Jesus. I command you to be healed right now. We don't have to work for it. We just have to believe it. In the name of Jesus, be healed by the blood of Jesus right now. Be healed by the blood of Jesus right now. If you're not praying for yourself, pray for somebody else. In the name of Jesus. I command you to be healed right now. I command you to be healed right now, by the authority in the name of Jesus. By the promise of His word, be healed. By the promise of His word, be healed. In Jesus' name, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, right now, I command you to be healed. In the name of Jesus, oh God. I curse this disease in his body. I curse it and I command it to leave right now. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus, oh God. You tell a little man guy, you'll tell a boshea. come on. Come on, I need somebody to let it happen right now. I need somebody to let it happen right now. I want you to pray one for another. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus, oh God. Be healed in the name of Jesus, oh God. By faith, by faith. I release virtue on your body i release virtue on your body right now in the name of the lord in the name of the lord in the name of the lord come on come on come on come on come on don't look around don't look around i want you to believe him right now live in the cure and not in the curse In the name of Jesus, I command you to be healed right now. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet. In the name of the Lord God, let it be so. Let the blood of Jesus right now lift the curse off of her body. In the name of the Lord. How you to the Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, praise somebody. Praise somebody. Praise somebody. Praise somebody.